Welcome back to the Psyche Awakening and happy Valentine's Day. I'm your host, Jessica Clowers, and today I am here to deliver a message of love from the heavens above. Valentine's Day is traditionally a day that celebrates romance and love. Our children pass out cards and candy in their classrooms and have parties while the adult couples might have a romantic dinner and date night. We spend money on flowers, chocolates, candies, cards, jewelry, balloons, and other gifts to show our love on this special day. You cannot walk into a grocery store or a drugstore such as CVS or Walgreens near Valentine's Day without being greeted by manifestation of red and pink creative creations. As a wife and mother, I will admit that it is very nice to receive gifts on Valentine's Day, but the gift itself is not quite what I see. It is the personality and thought behind that gift I receive that matters most to me. In fact, I am perfectly happy with receiving no gift at all because what matters most to me is the quality time my loved ones have to offer me. It's like the old saying, it's the thought that counts. Valentine's Day is traditionally known as the day of love, but it is also known as a day of stress and or sadness for quite a few people out there. There are those who cannot afford the gifts that they wish to give, and there are those who do not have someone to spend this special day with. There are hardworking people who may not be able to celebrate the occasion, and people who see this day as nothing but a reminder of the love they once had. Where there is stress and sadness, there is darkness. Going back to the Middle Ages, there are several theories regarding the history of Valentine's Day. According to the History Channel, some stories suggest that St. Valentine may have been murdered for helping Christians escape harsh Roman prisons where they were often tortured and beaten. Other stories suggest that February 14th is to observe the anniversary of Valentine's death or burial. After reading many stories from several different sources, I began to question, are we celebrating the death of love? Of course we aren't celebrating the death of love, right? Because to us, we believe we are celebrating our love. But are we, or are we celebrating the illusion of love? Now I want to make it very clear that there is nothing wrong with taking your loved one to dinner or buying flowers, cards, candy, etc. My point is that these creative creations are a symbol of love, which can be an illusion for the receiving party if there is no emotion to deliver that gift. Love is defined in the dictionary as an intense feeling of deep affection and a great interest and pleasure in something. Unconditional love is defined as affection without any limitations or love without conditions. Love can be expressed through words, but the word love has no meaning without the emotion that inspires our actions because love is truly expressed through our actions. When we have a great interest in someone, we want to spend our time with them because it brings us pleasure. We want to share happiness, joy, laughter, and create positive memories together. We listen to our loved ones, offer our support and advice when needed, and show affection and appreciation for our relationships. There are so many ways a person can express their love for someone. Today I am sharing a personal experience of mine with you about unconditional love. 
my mother-in-law and I had what most people would probably consider a love-hate relationship. There have been times in my marriage that she and I did not quite see eye to eye and she was very strong with her opinions of me and the feeling was mutual. There were also times in my marriage where she was the only woman that I would consider going to for advice. The truth is I never really knew how she felt about me and don't get me wrong, I knew she loved me. However, I always felt like there were things she was holding against me and I believed maybe that was why our relationship was never as good as it could have been. I also believed that she blamed me for her estranged relationship with her son even though she had no idea that I had been trying to get him to spend more time with her. At that time my husband and I were both very busy people. We both worked full-time jobs and were coordinating after-school routines for our son as a team. We had very little free time and zero tolerance for bogus accusations and drama, so to speak. One evening, she called my husband and asked him to come over to her house. It was in the middle of the week, and he declined as we were getting ready to sit down for dinner. She was very persistent and he kept telling her no that he was busy so I interrupted their conversation and I just asked him to invite her over because it seemed like whatever she had to say was very important she came over that evening and she was extremely upset with him she seemed to feel as if it was my fault he didn't go to her house it seemed like she really wanted to speak with him alone and away from me and I didn't mind that she wanted her privacy but I knew something was obviously very wrong. My husband got really upset with her and felt as if someone had filled her head with nonsense and she was believing every word of it. She was so upset she was crying that evening and she began turning on me like I had done something wrong or I was the bad guy. And this was not helping the relationship between her and her son because it dis distanced them even further. It was incredibly sad. I figured we would just let it go. Uh, there was no sense in arguing about it as the things that she was telling us about were far from accurate, but it was hard on both of us because she truly believed what she was saying was true. I shed a lot of tears and I felt as if our truth meant absolutely nothing to her. Like she was not seeing what we were seeing or what was really happening, the reality of the situation. We let it go and she stopped calling me. I didn't hear from her for, well, I just didn't hear from her. And he stopped answering his phone to her when she would call. We both felt like we just needed some space and time away from each other at this point. We were both very hurt emotionally. We were upset by what was happening in the relationship. So I have this really small picture of Jesus. It's not in a frame. It's about the size of a business card and it fits very nicely inside the bottom corner of another picture frame on the outside of the frame glass. It's been there for years and it's never moved. One evening I was sitting on the couch 
and I watched Jesus fly out of the frame and up into the air before falling to the ground like a feather. I thought it was very strange. There was really no air movement in the room. All the windows were shut. We didn't have any fans on. It was fall. I don't even think we had the air conditioner running at this point. So I just went over and I picked Jesus back up and I put him back in his little frame there. And when I woke up the next morning, he was on the floor again. Now I'm thinking, for whatever reason, maybe there's just a new flow of wind in that direction in our house, so I moved him to the other side of the frame. Jesus began flying off the wall at least once a day. Then one day, I'm cleaning while my husband is cooking dinner, and Jesus flies off the wall at me while I was cleaning. And, you know, it didn't hurt. It was fine. He's a little paper, Jesus, you know. So there was no pain inflicted or anything like that. There was no air movement. And when I put him back in the frame, he flew off again. And this happened three times in a row. Definitely enough to make any normal person stop and say, something is not right here. Uh, it was very strange. And I couldn't put my finger on it at the time, how Jesus was flying off the wall. <laughs> so the following day, at around 8 o'clock in the evening, my husband receives a phone call from his dad, who he was not on speaking terms with at the time, by the way. He was informed his mom had passed. And he thought this was just a really cruel joke that his dad might have been playing on him uh, but then a police officer got on the phone and confirmed we were both in shock and in disbelief so we headed over to the house and sure enough she had passed away in her favorite spot outside by her pool you know her death was probably one of the most difficult times of my life. Most of my husband's side of the family turned against him and began sending him hateful messages. Only a few of his family members actually sent their condolences. Thank you, by the way, if they're listening. They know who they are. Not one person from her family made it to the funeral, even though we offered shelter and transportation while they were here. Her only grandson, our son, was absolutely devastated and had a very difficult time in coping with her death. And he's still not quite all the way over it to this day. I was the person who was designated at the time to plan what she would wear at her funeral and what would happen to her belongings. As difficult as it was, I had to pull myself together. Life as I knew it was put on hold, and I dedicated that whole week to her, making sure she looked as nice as she could at her funeral, and the funeral was arranged appropriately with a woman's perspective. After the funeral was over, it was my responsibility to go through all of her things. And through this process, she showed me her unconditional love, not only for me, 
but for everyone in her life in the most bizarre ways. I found a doll from my childhood that I had not seen in over 20 years. And I thought for sure my mom probably had this doll stashed away somewhere in a box in the attic at her house. But I realized this was an item that my mother-in-law rescued from our furnished rental property that had been robbed years ago. And this was not the only childhood item of mine that she had rescued. The photo collection on her phone was unlike anything I had ever seen. She had saved photos that other people had posted on Facebook. She had collections of her family, my family, and friends that she adored dearly. I am sure none of these people were probably even aware those pictures were saved to a personal album on her phone for her to keep. I could go on and on with stories like these of things that I found while cleaning out her belongings. When I was finished, there was no doubt in my mind that this woman had always loved me unconditionally. If she didn't, she would have had no interest in saving things from my childhood that might have been special to me. In her death, she taught me how things are not always as they may seem, and she showed me how she came to the conclusions and accusations she had left in life before she died in the most mysterious ways. She helped me fulfill her unfinished business here on earth, and I am honored to be the woman she chose to finish her tasks that she had left behind. In her life before her death, we did not feel the love she was desperately trying to express, that unconditional love. We only heard the demeaning and deceptive words that were directed at us and felt the harmful effects from those words that she had been manipulated into believing and speaking out of frustration. It's not that she was trying to harm us because she wasn't. In fact, all she really wanted was for her family to be happy and to be together. She was simply communicating her frustrations and we reached a point where we had stopped listening because the manipulation she was under was far more severe than we ever realized. Valentine's Day does not necessarily have to be spent with an intimate partner. So if you are not spending this special day with your significant other, think about my story. Life is shorter than we often realize, and sometimes we don't even realize it when Jesus himself slaps us in the face in the middle of our dining room. If I had the opportunity to spend this Valentine's Day with my mother-in-law, I would do so in a heartbeat, and I'm sure my husband would do the same thing. We can share our love for each other with something as simple as a good conversation and some coffee. It's our time that counts. And it truly is the thought that counts. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm signing off with unconditional love and I will see you next week.